What's up, gang? This is Food Network star and culinary master of the Marvel Universe, Justin Warner, and you are listening to the podcast that's everything you ever wanted but never asked for. You know it. PSVG Prime. Now that that's out of the way, and where we dropping, boys? all to episode 260 of PSVG Prime, the flagship show of the Play Some Video Games Podcast Network. It is I, your host, Kevin, and with me this evening is Lucas, wake up! Huh? Huh? Showtime. Show, showtime. Oh, uh, was I... I was having the most wonderful dream. I was sleeping. You got a little got a little drool right there. Ah. Uh, yeah. Well, that's embarrassing. Yeah. I've seen it's like pop tarts though, so that's good. It was a it was a diabetic coma you were in, just eating pop tarts. It may have been. I don't think the doctors recommended that part though. So, take two pop tarts and call me in the morning <laughs> if you're still alive. No, that just got dark. Got really dark. It did. It did. How you doing? Other than being sleepy? Huh, I'm okay. I'm all right. You know, figuring things out as it were in life. As you do, let me know. Trying to play some games, Uh, you know, because I don't know anything. I think what you find at the end of the at the end of the road is that there is no answer, or maybe it's one of those cheap things where they cheap out and it's like the answer is the journey to get to the answer, which is the journey, and then just repeats itself, and you're like, well, that's stupid. Yeah, life is stupid. Life is a highway, (laughs) and I'm gonna ride it. All night long. No, no. I'm going to write it in the daytime because I'm sleeping at night, or at least I'm supposed to be. Okay. Yeah, but you, you don't hit as much traffic if you go at night. That's true. That's true. I think that's why those those people that sing those songs say that. It's just mm-hmm. you and the truckers. Ooh, that's a scary thought. It's <laughs> the name that's, of my next band. That's an entirely different dream. <laughs> yeah. That's a nightmare. Yeah, well, yeah. But you know what's not a nightmare, Lucas? Those amazing folks over at patreon.com slash PSVG. In fact, there are dream people. They're, they're dream boats. Dream boats. Yes. Ricky the Dragon. Steamboat. <laughs> Steamboat. Steamboat dream Steamboat. Steamboat. <laughs> anyway, thank you, Mike Massick, Barry Cathcart, Edwin Callow, Nick Creature, Rude Days 93, Ben Moxham, Rob Emanuel, Nick Fahaba, Paul Calicote, Kyle Heyman, Grouchy Surge, Chris M., <laughs> Devin Tyus, and Josh the Bonesaw Borboni. Oh yeah! Now that'd be something if he he makes an appearance in the new Spider-Man movie. <laughs> well, I mean, with Disney's <laughs> reputation and stuff, they they you know very well could. And then I have to see all of the YouTube videos about how literally anybody else could have made it look better. And then you're like, okay, well, there's a spoiler. I didn't even know they were in it. So thanks. There you go. There you go. That's how but it hey, is. Thank you to those Patreon people. And if you yes. want to be those awesome people and join us, head on over to patreon.com slash PSVG for more details. It's not just you give us money and you get nothing in return. You get stuff. I'm not going to go over it now. I'm going to actually make you do your homework. Patreon.com slash PSVG. Look it up. Look it up. So, Lucas, you said you were trying to find time to play some video games. Mm-hmm. Did you do that this week? I did. I, I uncovered, I unearthed some time 
you know, all it took was for me to ignore the plights of my children and the rest of my family. But uh, I, I was able to. I said, I got a podcast to do, guys. I, I got to play these games. <laughs> and so I did. Would you like me to talk about them? Would you like yes, to hear? All I right. would love to hear. Bend an ear. Stare while listen, as we say. I did not play that game. Um, so from the the library, I have... I, after I return them, I basically, you know, when you go on a ride and you get off at the end and then you turn around and just get right back in line. Yeah. Uh, that's basically what I did with these two <laughs> games, uh, Paper Mario and Luigi's Mansion number three. Um, I feel like you've had Luigi's Mansion three forever. Cause I'm like, you haven't beaten that yet. <laughs> I know. I know. That's how I feel about it too. It's because the last time I got it, I didn't end up playing it uh, because it, it just didn't work out. And I, I don't remember why. Um, but now I, it's kind of working out where I'm far enough in both of these games that I think I I should be able to beat them. And it's, it's mostly because I'm playing them during the day with my son. He's watching whether, whether he wants to or not sometimes, because he'd rather be playing Minecraft at this point. But I'm like, dude, you play so much Minecraft. Stop it. You can watch your old man play paper Mario. Uh, like it's some sort of punishment. Uh, but yeah, I mean, not much to say other than I am, I'm actually looking to beat them. I should be done with Luigi's mansion pretty quickly. Uh, he's, he's playing that one with me and he's actually gotten way better. Um, there before he was just kind of wandering around or whatever, but now he's actually helping me with stuff. Um, you know, defeating those ghosts and, and getting stuff. And (laughs) most recently, uh, shooting, uh, a toad across the map to pick up, you know, whatever pickup yes. we needed to. Yep. So we, we were well on our way, uh, you know, making good progress. And then all of a sudden, uh, EGAD is like, hey, uh, there's a toad who's going to get this gadget I need so I can upgrade your your um, poltergust goo. And uh, he, he went missing and here's some footage of him. And I'm like, okay, where was that again? Because I haven't played this game in months. <laughs> and I'm like, what is this place that I'm looking at? And then I realized what it was. We go there. So it was like a whole sidetrack thing where I couldn't yeah. make any more progress. Um, it's to be able to plug into the outlet and move the boat, I believe. Yep. Yeah, okay. Yep. So that's that's how far I am now. We, we did all of that, and we are now able to go and move the boat. So... We're pretty we're pretty well done on on that one, so we'll probably finish that one off pretty soon. And then Paper Mario, I'm on uh, the third or f- the purple streamer. I can't remember. We're in the Great Sea right now, doing a lot of uh, sailing around and trying to figure out how to get into this locked tower where the streamer is wrapped up in. And um, I've been enjoying that one quite a bit, actually. Coming back to it, I'm kind of glad that I did. And it's so easy to just get right back into the swing of things. Um, One of the problems I've had with it, uh, and I'll leave it at that is I've noticed when it gives you a little bit of agency to kind of do whatever you want to do to uh, explore the area and figure out how you proceed in the story. When you know what you're supposed to do, Uh, Say you find an item ahead of time or something like that, which doesn't happen often, but let's say you find an item or something. Um, You know where to take it, but if you haven't gone to an area that makes it obvious for the characters as to what to do with the item, you can't go to the next thing. You can't skip it. You have to like 
go to this area so that they can say, oh, we need this thing so that we can use it here in this area, which will unlock the next area. And you may have already known that, but you might have to go out of your way to have that conversation or something. I wish I could think of a good example, but um, we did a lot of sailing and a lot of island visiting, so I can't really remember exactly how that came up, but um, it's been interesting to say the least. There's been uh, uh, some pretty cool little um, things to do that aren't isn't just fighting. Um, there's been some tests of uh, power, wisdom, and something else i don't remember but it wasn't just like fighting i expected power to just be fighting but it was actually um breaking bricks as fast as you can earth fire wind water <laughs> yeah Art. yes exactly go planet um so yeah it, it, it's fun it's fun it's just a little bit kind of dumbed down i don't want to say dumbed down but it's a little bit more on the easy side i guess and and that's all right I'm so far behind because I like I still haven't played that one. Like there's been like Nintendo exclusives I've missed recently because I haven't played that one. Uh, I never went back and played like that new Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe. Mm -hmm. Uh, 3D World is coming out soon. Like I'm I'm just so far behind and I want to play Paper Mario because traditionally I enjoy those games and I just kind of forgot about it. So like when I saw it on your list, I'm like, oh, yeah. That's right. Still haven't played that. I feel like a lot of people forgot about it. Like mm. they, they either played it and was just like, that was that, or, you know, there was a lot to look forward to at that time when this came out. So I think it was just kind of like a, well, I'll play this until whatever comes out and, and then that'll be that. Uh, but I enjoy it. I think probably the biggest problem is, we, and we talked about it when I first started playing it, is it seems like it's more of the same and maybe that's why it's not really standing out. It's just like, yeah, it's another good entry. It's fine. You know, it's not it's not uh, offensive in any way. So you just kind of accept it for what it is. I do. I do wish there there have been some characters that I've interacted with, but they don't seem to um, be as deep as some of the other characters in some of the other Paper Mario's like Thousand Year Door. So I think that's kind of one of the things that is kind of a bummer uh, in this particular uh, Paper Mario game. But other than that, I'm having fun with it. So yeah, really focusing on getting those ones done, able to play them with the kiddo and put a couple of hours in per day uh, outside of my regular nightly gaming sessions. So that's kind of nice to get a little bit of that uh, on my little side, my side hustle as it were. Um, Besides your only fans videos, you get some time to play some paper Mario. Yes, 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 exactly. But I figured I'd keep it strictly with video games on this one um, for side hustles. Anyway, I tried that uh, cyber, cyber shadow game on game pass last night um, for a little bit, just cause I kind of knew what it was, what I was, what I was getting into. I didn't know it was by yacht club games. I just knew people were talking about this. And so I think Jason was talking about it and was like, yeah, I played that new yacht clubs game club games game and uh i was like oh no that means i gotta try it asap so i booted it up and i'm glad i did man this game is pretty cool um it feels just like ninja gaiden but it's like that weird cross between uh nintendo and super nintendo because you know there's things that are happening that probably won't work on the nintendo but it still has that aesthetic and the music and everything. Hmm. And uh, I got to say so far, I haven't played, I played uh, two levels of it. 
two or three, like the intro and then the intro level that comes out of sort of the cinematic that plays and then the the next one. Uh, And the music is good, man. I really like the music. Uh, I would say better than Shovel Knight, honestly. Mm -hmm. Um, Probably given the the sort of futuristic noir feeling uh, uh, of the, the whole game lends itself better to the music that I like, I, I suppose. Um, but yeah, I, I'm really vibing with this one, just the way it looks, the way the, the cutscenes play out, they're short, but they look really cool. Um, the, the color scheme and everything, the controls obviously are spot on as well. That feels really good to platform in this game. It's not, um, it's not like the messenger where you're doing a lot of double jumping or trying to hit things to double jump again. Yeah. Uh, at least not yet. Uh, I haven't came up to that yet so far. There's not even wall jumping yet as far as I am. So uh, it really kind of slowly leads you into this game as far as I can tell. And yeah, I, uh, I booted it up too. I tried it out just for like an hour or so yesterday. I think I got the, I didn't get to the second level after the intro. I did the first level after the intro. Okay. And you're right. Like it, it the music is great. It, it is Ninja Gaiden. It's like Ninja Gaiden Metroid. Yeah. Is kind of what I'm getting out of it. But you're right. Like it's it's a simplistic thing so far. Like you're not wall jumping. You don't have to worry about double jumps or, or landing on like these skinny platforms. It's pretty forgiving with what you're doing. But yeah, it's it's definitely a neat game for sure. I w- uh, forgiving is a good word because I was doing pretty well. And then I got into this section in the second level where it was like, it suddenly got a little bit harder where there was a few more enemies coming at you, especially from behind, uh, suddenly coming from behind the screen. And then you had to turn around and deal with them while this thing is shooting at you. Reminds me of the little guns that come out in Contra, the the gray block guns that shoot at you in the first level. Uh, so there's a little bit of that feeling as well, but I, I'm really enjoying it. And I think I'll play more of it because it's kind of nice just to sit down and and play a straightforward NES style game like that, where you just kind of know exactly what to do. Uh, I mean, all you really have to do is go right. <laughs> you know, as long as you can keep making progress, you're doing well. Uh, the last game, I, I, okay, so I have some, I have some thoughts on this one. I got this from the library. You talked a little bit about it. Phoenix Immortal Rising, yep. I think, is the name of it. I can never remember. Right, Phoenix Rising: Colon Immortal. Um, you know. Immortals. Phoenix rising. Phoenix rising. Is that really what it is? See, yes, I don't mortals even... <laughs> dot dot Phoenix rising. <laughs> oh gosh. Anyways. And you're playing on switch though, right? No, 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 no. Good. Uh, okay. Xbox. Okay. Um, so I booted it up and there are things that I like about it, but there's things that I, I just, I can't seem to get into this game. Um, Right off the bat, the the way that the game looks, it reminds me of, do you remember those advertisements for full sale? And it's like, we have a game, we have a game um, uh, degree where you can come and make video games. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And they always had this character that's like overly made and you know it would never be featured in a video game. It kind of looks like that or maybe like a made for made for a movie fake video game that plays for like 10 seconds on the screen in the background. Mm. I don't know. It just looks weird. It looks too cartoony, but also realistic at the same time. I I don't know how to explain it. Um, The people look like they're from The Sims 4, but then the creatures look good. I, I don't know. It's weird. One of the um, I, I fought a Minotaur 
I, mm-hmm. I believe. And that was really actually pretty cool. The way it lumbers at you kind of low on the ground, but moves very uh, real. I don't want to say realistically, it's a minotaur, but uh, you know what I mean? Yes. Uh, it, it just, it lumbers at you like it has some weight. Mm-hmm. Um, that part was cool. I didn't mind the, the Zeus and uh, other guy chained to the mountain. Oh, not Prometheus, is it? Is it, no, he stole the fire. That was Prometheus, right? It no, Prometheus it. sounds wrong. Zeus and Zeus and Odiferous. No, uh, Hades. No, um, that's a different game. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm pulling. I'm trying to pull it up now. Yeah, it's gonna bug me if I don't remember. Yep. Anyway, keep talking. I'll, I'll, well, you I'll talked it. about you talked about how they're like one of the big reasons to play was their back and forth, and and it's pretty it's pretty entertaining, especially because Zeus. I feel like Zeus is kind of always portrayed as a jerk, especially now. Like that, we when you, I seem I feel like it's been made more clear that he has been a jerk in mythology and acts like an a jerk it was prometheus it was prometheus yeah. oh wow um so yeah he's kind of playing that stereotypical jerk uh uh i don't know their their banter is very casual especially for this type of game um but you know it's the typical ubisoft thing and and that's kind of what i felt like it was going to be when when i saw this game and i said i bet this is going to be like a seven out of ten it, it just has all the things to do. It has all the things to find. There's chests, there's bow skill competitions, there's speed competitions, there's liar music competitions. And I'm just like, what? So, so like the story is you you create this character and they're l- the last one that is left alive for better, like for yeah. lack of a better word and you're going to try to undo something that happened to your to your brother and and then it was like then you're off <laughs> it's like, yeah there's no guidance it's really like well you figure out how to do that just go like, yeah oh, it's okay. like okay we'll see you later uh all, all of the people i've ever known and and then i'm just gonna go off and be a badass now mm-hmm. I, I don't know it, it just felt really weird uh it, it just it's lacking something for me and i'm not really sure what it is the combat is odd it's it's like Dark Souls where you press the bumper in the trigger to. to I, I don't like that. Yeah. No, and I, it works for Dark Souls because you're not mashing them, but in this game you are mashing them, so it doesn't really translate as well. It feels weird. Um, and so I got as far as I got pretty much all of the powers. I I, I made enough progress to get to the guy who steals your bracers, which is pretty early on. Yeah. And then goes inside of that building. But at the end of the day, I'm like, I don't really know why I'm playing this. I don't feel a pull. It just feels like I'm doing it because I rented it from the library. So if you get a little bit further from where you are, the story shapes a little bit. Then like you're really close, like what you just described, you're really close to the game really beginning. Like what you've done okay. so far, you haven't really started the game essentially. Okay. Um, you're going to get there and then you kind of give it a little bit more guidance as to what's going on. So stick it out for another hour or two and see if it grabs you. Then it's nothing is really going to change that, that much, but you do get a little bit more guidance and a little more story uh, okay. soon, soon. 
Okay, maybe I'll give it one more playthrough and mm. see how I feel about it because I still have it for a while and it's not a bad game. I just want to yeah. iterate that before I move on. It's not a bad game. It's not a great game. You can yes. definitely see that it it has uh, pulled a lot of things over from Breath of the Wild, but mm-hmm. m- maybe not enough. <laughs> not enough things. <laughs> uh, because if I could play Breath of the Wild and not barely have any story there i mean unless i go looking for it but i'm not able to play this game then there's something something weird going on here uh because i did enjoy breath of the wild and this maybe once the world opens up or something maybe i maybe that'll be more enjoyable i don't know but right now this whole starting area just kind of feels blah to me and so yeah maybe i'll give it another hour but if it's one of those games that gets good in 20 hours then I'm just going to pass right over it. No, no. I gave it like, I don't know, four or five in the, like the first time before it got me a little bit. And then I played more. Keep in mind, I haven't gone back because I've been playing other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so everything you're saying is not wrong by any means. But the story didn't start really clicking with me until I got like four or five hours into it. It wasn't a 20 hour thing. It's not like, well, the ending is what saved the game. It's not like that. It does gotcha. get a little better close to where you are. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, I could see why people would want to play it. It, it it kind of reminds me of like playing Saints Row or something like that, where you're just kind of going off and doing stuff and the story doesn't really matter that much. But um, again, like the intro didn't grab me as much as I thought it might. So maybe I'll give it a couple more hours and see how I feel after that. Because like I said, the, the creatures and everything, those are all cool. I like the creatures, I like the monsters. Uh, I like the setting. It just, it, it doesn't have its hooks in me yet. So uh, I'll give it another chance to change my mind and then maybe we'll see next week that's it enough all right um so me i played a little bit of uh palette cleansing stuff i kind of was like i'm I'm kind of over assassin's creed right now um and it's not it's not because the game's bad it's it's what a lot of people in our even our discord has been talking about it's like it's just so long and i feel like i've wasted not wasted i feel like i've invested so much time into this game Mm -hmm. and i have barely moved the story like at all because there's so much of those other things to do, and I'm doing some of them, that it just, I, I, I'm not getting anywhere. Like, I, I think I've only done, like, so you have your opening <laughs> scenario, and you, you play, I don't know, five or six hours in the opening scenario, and then you kind of get to the world opens up in Assassin's Creed. And I've done, like, one portion of the main story there, and that's it. Like, I, I've liberated or, or cleared that first area and then your your brother or whatever goes off to the next area and you're supposed to meet him there i haven't yeah. even gone there yet like, <laughs> so i've done one main quotes one main quest but i've played at least 20 or 30 hours in this game Good luck. because there's just so much other stuff going on and i'm not even doing them all like there's certain things that i'm like i'm not chasing them uh, assassin's creed always has those uh like the papers that are floating through the air and you gotta grab oh, them yeah so in this game they're tattoo designs i think is what it is um I stopped getting them because I'm like, they don't matter and I don't care because I don't see all the tattoos on my character anyway. So, like, it really doesn't make a difference. I was like, and it doesn't add to the story. It doesn't do anything like that. So, I'm going to ignore those completely. If I see one and I come across one, I'll get it. But I'm not yeah. going to like, hey, there's one on the map. Let me go get it. No. Yeah. Um, Smart plan. So, so, I played two ID at Xbox titles that I got from Games Reviews. Uh, both of them, the reviews are up. The impressions are up. I don't, do, I don't really review these indie games because they're not uh, normally substantial enough to really go through. And the first one is Honoros. Oneros, I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but it's the Greek word for dream. 
Mm. And uh, this game is is a walking sim, um, but it's a little bit different than the other ones I've played. And I'm a, I'm a fan overall, I think, of the walking sim type games because normally they have a, a decent story or a message or kind of something to say within that game experience, even if it's short. Yeah. Um, so this one is a little bit unique and different because it almost plays out more like an escape room uh, than anything else. Uh, you wake up in your your room and you're locked in, your phone's been broken, your computer's hacked with somebody else's information, there's locked boxes, and you kind of got to explore the room and all the clues within to find the keys and answers to get everything unlocked and unhacked and everything like that as you go through. But you go through different landscapes from like your room to a house in like a prairie area um, that has a pigeon who thinks he's a parrot who swears belligerently at you uh, and insists that you get him sunflower seeds and vodka and he'll give you a, a thing that you need to keep going in the game wow okay yeah it's really weird there's also like a, a labyrinth uh, that's all like tie-dye and like trippy stuff going yeah on. i saw that i'm looking at a video yeah it's it's not a bad game it is it is a little short i think it took like two hours to get through um but it's kind of unique in the way it presents its narrative so as all these escape room type scenarios are going on it is weaving together a story now the thing is is if you just kind of brush through and say i'm just going to solve everything you're going to completely miss the story which is a little weird because you think you'd want this narrative here uh there's these different portions of the levels that have almost like these broken glass pieces kind of floating in the air Mm-hmm. Um, you have to walk into those and then you actually hear dialogue of what's going on in the story that's building around you. Uh, and I don't want to give it away because I mean, these types of games, like the story is really all that is, but the twist ending to kind of give you reality, uh, does hit off in the end in kind of unique and fun way. So overall, not, not like a deep game or anything like that, but it was nice to, uh, same way as you said, try and play something that doesn't have a massive world to focus on mm-hmm. was a nice change of pace. So like overall, if you're a fan of those types of games or like the old school, um, not point and click, but like Mist and like Riven type games back on PC, yeah. it's similar to those types of experiences. So nothing earth shattering, but it was fun and good. Uh, the second one, not so much. And it was called Life of Fly. <laughs> now... I like weird games. We all know this. So what Life of Fly is, it's a collection of short stories, 12 in total to be exact, where you take on the life of a fly. Uh, to be a fly on that wall. Mm-hmm. And it's lots of places. I mean, you have a coffee shop. Uh, you have various different homes. Oh, yeah. You have what appears to be a murder dungeon. Oh, because there's bodies okay. hanging from the ceilings and chains, but uh, the fly doesn't really directly address that. Which you is gotta, weird. you gotta let those bodies hit the floor, not just be, <laughs> not just be hanging on the chains. It's fair enough. <laughs> um, this one is not great, and I can appreciate what they're trying to do, but what's weird is that this game, Life of Fly, costs more than Honoros does, and Honoros is way better in visuals, in narrative, um. And in, even in gameplay, because what Life of Fly does is uh, each level, you're the fly, which is um, represented more like an, an iridescent uh, orb that glows and leaves like a trail as you go around through it. So it's, yeah, more like a pixie. it's more like a pixie. You're playing Tinkerbell. That's really what it is. <laughs> I noticed that. It was very odd. <laughs> but uh, you are flying through the level and you can never stop. Like it's not, it's like playing a Star Fox level. You're just consistently always going to be moving. You never land anywhere. And you have to fly into these other orbs or rings. I forget what it is. It's like other sparkling items. And as you hit each one in the level, there might be like 30, 40, 50. You get one line of dialogue of the story. 
And each fly is telling you a different story. One is about like loss. One is about isolation. It's very much like Aesop's fables um, as you go through, but you're playing it like one sentence at a time as you just kind of swirl through this world to find the next piece. It's just not good. It's like it, (laughs) you made the comparison to, to full sale. This is like a student project. Uh, like here's my graduating thing in high school. Here's my game presentation. That's what it feels like. And I hate to demean a game like that because I'm sure it was much more involved in that. And there's a team behind it. And it seemed like a good concept on paper to me. Cause I'm like, Oh, maybe this will be like, I I, I hate to even say this, but I'm looking for another Edith Finch experience. And I thought on paper, this could be So like, Hey, it's a collection of short stories that are woven together into one narrative. That's exactly what Edith Finch is. Like you have this overarching thing, but it's really Mm -hmm. just a collection of short stories that play in different ways. This was not that even remotely. So, um, I, I have a hard time recommending that one to anybody, uh, unless you really like story games and you can get this really, really cheap. It's just not worth it. Um, so not much more to say there. Out of those two, Honorosa is much better uh, overall in, in, in every aspect. Um, so then after I played those, I was like, let's let's see what I can get myself into. And uh, I had purchased um, this past week uh, prior to this on the, the Xbox sale, uh, Ghost Recon Breakpoint, which was the one that released like a year ago that has um, John Bernthal from Walking Dead, uh, the Punisher, that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he's in that. And then I also purchased the Division 2... New York expansion, whatever that was. Kings of New York or something, something like, like that. that. I got that dirt cheap as well because I realized, I'm like, oh, I do have Division Gangs 2. Gangs of New York. Gangs, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, something something like of that. New York. <laughs> Ghosts of New York. I don't know. Um, but I purchased those. So I was like, let me try and play one of those just to get something different for once. Just a shooter game without being like Call of Duty or something like that. Um, so I booted up Ghost Recon Breakpoint first. Um, that, as we all know, did not get good reviews. It was pretty much trash when it came out. Uh, Josh, I know he even bought it, I think, at launch and was really disappointed. But it seems to have gotten a little bit better. They fixed some things here. Uh, but it's very much like um, Ghost Recon Wildlands in the same structure where like you have this giant map. Go figure. It's Ubisoft. Um and you have your different targets you're taking down to take down this criminal empire. So you're kind of just working through the narration and this open world map um, with your squad um, okay. to play through. So far, it's, it's honestly not bad. Um, I think so far at least, but I haven't played that much. But so far, it seems like the Division 2 uh, is much better in that aspect there than Ghost Recon is. But I'm sure I'll get through both because I think we're in a little bit of a, a gaming lull on major releases anyway. So, um, And the last thing, I'm not going to talk about much. And I even struggled about even mentioning it tonight. Uh, but I was talking with Donnie, and that's the medium. So that's yeah. that game that came out, Xbox exclusive, uh, ran on Game Pass. Um, I was really, really hyped for this game. Uh, as I said to Donnie, I, I think I was even on record for Xbox Empire, saying like this was the game when Xbox started showing all their exclusives and everything that I was most excited for. That and Halo Infinite uh, were the two that I'm like, yeah, let's go, you know. So far, and I'm going to talk about it next week because I do want to play it a whole lot more. I'm about two hours into it. Okay. And I'm not going to give away any story elements or anything like that. I'm not going to spoil this for anybody. I'm just going to describe gameplay and stuff like that. Um, graphically, it looks okay. It uh, doesn't look great. doesn't look like it's something that should only be on next gen, which it is. Uh, you can't play this on the Xbox One. This has to be on the series consoles. Um, and I think that's for other mechanic reasons in the game, but it just visually doesn't look like that. It looks very much like a Heavy Rain or uh, Until Dawn, something like that. Like It's a little rough around the edges. Um, but... It's an old school Resident Evil tank control style game. Uh, okay. Which 
can be bad, but typically that's never bothered me because I've played games like uh, the first Evil Within was like that. All the Resident Evils have been like that up until seven. Um, but having played the the Resident Evil remakes recently, two and three, they still have tank controls, but they're much more polished and they they will move okay. smoother. There's still that same motion, but it's smooth around the edges. This does not have that. It's still like old Resident Evil tank controls. Okay, I, I you know it's been talked about a lot that this is going to be more like an OG horror type game. Okay, fine. Um, if you have weird controls and you don't have those next gen moments that make you think, oh my god, this is next gen gaming, mm-hmm. uh, like graphically, you have to rely on other things. So then you look at things like the the story, story or yeah. you know, so, or the environments. So far, the story is not there. It's just not clicking. <laughs> uh, it also doesn't seem to be scary or creepy really at all. Uh, it's trying to be, but it's really not coming off. So I hope I'm it's just because I'm early on in the game and it does turn around. But as of right now, I'm really not impressed. I'm going to play it because I'm I'm invested enough that I'm going to play it. I don't, hate, I don't hate it. It's just not grabbing me the way I hoped. And it's just like, man, and I know people that have an Xbox have talked about this, like these these Xbox exclusives that hit Game Pass just kind of continue to be a little bit of a letdown and i hope i'm wrong i hope this changes and i will talk about it next week and i will eat my words if it changes uh, i'm not saying that at all um it just so far it's really not clicking it's not what i hoped it was going to be but you know i might maybe i'll give this a try on the old p p personal computer and then we can compare notes but because mm-hmm. i've always been more of a fan of like silent hill and this seems to be maybe a little closer yeah to that. But there's no combat, no combat at all, which I didn't know. Oh, I, interesting. I, I think I think what might have also hurt me, too. And Donnie also said this, too, is that once I saw that initial trailer, I was like, I'm in. And when that happens for me, I typically ignore all other coverage until I play the game. Sure. Like, like you have me at that point. So I don't want to know more. I want to experience more. And I think it's been talked about a lot, like the way it plays and the fact that there's no combat. I just didn't know that. So, yeah, I think you're spot on that. This might be a little bit more Silent Hill than anything, but the the only thing that the other thing I forgot to mention is weird is your character is really really slow, even <laughs> when running, really oh, no. really slow. So that kind of hurts too, because at least like when you have those games where you can't defend yourself and you have those tense moments, you can at least run, and that's where you kind of panic as a gamer. You're like, oh my god, I gotta get away from, you know, uh, pyramid head or whatever the case is. Yeah. This seems like if something like that happens, there is no way I'm out running anything. Uh, let me just turn around and yeah. run. And even like the the motions, if you can if you can get a video of her running, it's really funny. Like it just the body language doesn't even seem to be right. Like it's really weird. I don't know. It, it looks like something I would have gotten a humble bundle. I'm not gonna lie. Even the mm-hmm. visually speaking, yeah, it's one of those. I've talked about it before. When a game is made in Unity by somebody who's not like. <laughs> familiar with unity it just always has this weird look about it where everything's like slightly too shiny or slightly too uh overlit or something and this Mm -hmm. just looks a little bit um muddy i guess it's very gray brown and kind of fuzzy yeah which i mean like i said maybe it changes i don't know and i'm I'm gonna keep playing i will report again on it next week for sure um because i do want to keep playing it and right now i really don't have anything that's pulling me um, so I'm going to just stick this out because from what I hear, it's also not very long. Um, so I'm down for it, but yeah, just so far I'm, I'm a little let down. So I hope it gets better. Uh, visually, it looks like it could be cool, but I mean, you can't rely on one thing in a video game medium. You got to right. 
Got to hit at least a couple of notes here. So yeah, maybe I'll try and maybe I'll see if I can give it a shot and we can compare thoughts. Mm -hmm. Is it on PC as well? Yeah, no, it is because it's on Steam. I know that. That's right. Yeah, it says it is. So I'm I'm just trusting in very quick Googling. And no, I think you're right because I'm pretty sure I saw a sale on Steam already. It was like thirty six dollars or something on Steam. So I would imagine it's on Game Pass on PC then because it's available on PC. So you should be you should be able to play. Cool. Excellent. Excellent. But yeah, that's it. So I'll, I'll report more on Medium next week for sure. Like I said, I'm only two hours in, so I didn't want to bash it, but I, I feel like I should bring it up because it's a new game, hot topic. So people are going to want to talk about it at least a little bit. No, uh, that's, I'm a little what, let down. that's what we do here. We play games for two hours and then talk about how terrible they are. And make well, we haven't done that in a while, really. But yeah, that used to be our thing. People get on us for that. huh? I just did it with Phoenix or I mean, Immortals, Phoenix, Joaquin Phoenix, Immortal Rising Joker. <laughs> Hakeem. Hakeem Phoenix. Um, I forget what game it was that you were talking about something. Like you got bashed for it and you even said like listen i've only played it for like 20 minutes everyone tom servo jumped on you yeah. remember <laughs> yes i do remember tom servo was like this game sucks i played it for two minutes <laughs> yeah like, and then there was that debacle where i, I played said. control and i got i got tricked by the fake ending and i stopped playing <laughs> yes. We're, yes we're dumb ladies and gentlemen yeah we're not good at game <laughs> we have no game it's true true we have no game lucas but we do have a question so it's time for us to Ooh. check out the messages message for you sir and what we got this week is from seth who was on last week's episode in case you missed that mm. uh, seth wants to know what if anything do you snack on during a long long gaming sesh because Whoa. he's a hip cat like that and what did you snack on while gaming when you were 20? Well, when I was 20, it was probably whiskey. So we <laughs> got a little bit of underage drinking is not okay. Um, when well, you were 20. Oh, 20, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. in America. America. This is America. Uh, so <laughs> this, uh, this is a weird question for me because I don't really... I don't really snack, you know, like when it, when it's time to, when it's gaming time, I don't tend to snack because that's the worst time to snack. As far as I'm concerned, you've got both of your hands full with a controller, mouse, and keyboard, uh, virtual realities of some sort. Uh, you shouldn't be eating Doritos while you're doing that. But if I am playing a game that I can, um, that I, I find myself able to, to a snack, while playing it will be something like pretzels or mm. um in the chip category but yeah. not something that's going to leave grease marks because mm-hmm. I, I hate that i cannot no stand salt and vinegar chips or anything like that no 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 doritos no cheetos none of that stuff popcorn is about as as bad mm. as it'll get. i'll do mm. popcorn a lot um but generally if i'm going to on a long gaming session i'll just I won't plan on eating until the end and then I'll yeah. switch over to watching something mode. How about you? Watching something load? Is that what you said? No, no, watching something mode. Oh, mode. I'm like, dang, PC. I could call it times. movie mode, but instead I went with watching something mode because yeah. that sounds good. Uh, how about you? Uh, so I, I'm like you. I really don't snack while gaming because I kind of can't. Um, but if I do, it might be, like you said, pretzels are a good one. Um, and then like Cheez-Its, I'll do. And not not like like plain cheeses, not like the white cheddar, because then you get that powder. But. Yeah, then it's powder. Anything yeah. that has a light dusting of anything, you're sure. you're in for a world of hurt. Nobody wants to touch your controllers because they're all greasy and gross. 
don't know why anybody touching my controllers anyway. But yeah, that's true, especially in today's. I don't even want to touch my controllers. <laughs> I have germs. Um, exactly. I, I, but I don't need a lot. I drink a lot while gaming more than anything. Like I always have multiple beverages. Yes, me so, too. Yeah. Me too. So there you go. Eat, eat liquid, liquid eat diet. Liquid. Yeah, just freeze it and chew on it if you want. Um, so was, was anything different in your 20s though? Were you less less careful? Oh, I'm sure it was probably pizza, uh, like bagel bites, pizza rolls. I, I'm actually I'm almost certain it was probably anything microwavable. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't imagine that it would be. It wouldn't be as stereotypical as Doritos because I didn't really eat Doritos too much. But yeah, like bagel bites, pizza rolls, mozzarella sticks, anything you could just microwave real quick yeah. because God forbid I go five minutes, you know, without food in my mouth. So instead, you know, it's like, what's the quickest thing I could possibly make that resembles food? Uh, bagel bites. Yep. Yeah. And go. Same same thing. Like, for sure, I was definitely that way. It was that or uh, peanut butter sandwiches. I would do that, too. Ooh. Not as messy, but that's just what I eat when I was yeah. snacking. Have, have you ever put a little bit of honey on the peanut butter sandwich? Mm-hmm. Peanut butter that's, honey is excellent. Peanut butter and fluff good. is also good. Oh, the old fluff or nutter. Yeah. yeah I, have I just don't do jelly, so that's it. Like, anything peanut butter and other combos are fine. but No jelly of any sort. Don't like jelly. I don't think you were ready for that jelly. I'm, I'm And I'm still not. <laughs> Still not ready for it. Okay, if you had to choose a jelly, what jelly would you would you go with? If I had to, um, probably grape. No, no, you're you're offending my sensibility. Would you say strawberry? Is that what you want me to say? I that would have been acceptable at least. Grape is is for grape is for the children. Grape is what you get. Wu Tang Clan is for the children. children. So it's grape jelly. Uh, we said it's like mint jelly or something. <laughs> mint, red pepper jelly. Let's go. Marmalade. Um, Lady Marmalade. Uh, that's a sandwich of a different kind. Um, <laughs> raspberry jelly, I find, is is quite good. Blackberry jelly can be good too. Strawberry, you know, easy to come by. But grape jelly, I mean, that's it's literally grape jello. If you, if you like take it out and look at it, it's just, it's gelatin. See, that's why I just don't eat jelly at all. <laughs> but like I was well, in there flavor wise, I figured that would be the least offensive to me. I don't know. Jam, jam definitely is where it's at. Jelly is just, I'm not even sure what that, what's going jam on. Jam is your there. jam. So you're saying <laughs> jelly's my jam. I so like jelly see, jams. <laughs> jam games. Yam jams. Um, Ooh, nice. Jams games. Jams. If game. I might've talked about this before. Uh, and I heard about this actually a long time ago. Okay. Um, from Alton Brown. Oh, I love Food him. Network guy. He was he it was when he was doing his podcast, which I don't think he does anymore. But he was asking people for their weird uh, flavor combinations, combinations that actually work. Okay. And he would try them, and he did. And I heard this one, and I tried, and I occasionally do this too. So in Uh-oh. theory, it sounds weird, and I'm going to gauge your reaction here, and I'm going to tell you why it works. Okay. So peanut butter. I'm on board. And sriracha. I typically don't like spicy, but I do like the flavor of sriracha. I would be willing to try this. Okay. And the reason it works, if you think about it, think about Thai food. Like peanut sauce. Peanut sauce and yeah. the sriracha. It works. But in, when you think about it, you're like, oh, God, no. But totally works. You're you just right. Just make a peanut butter sandwich. A little, little dash of sriracha will do. You don't need a ton. Just a little bit. Just make sure it's, it's, it's evenly dispersed so you get that flavor throughout. It's good. 
Yeah, but I don't want to. I don't want my wife to walk in and see me putting sriracha in a peanut butter. Sandwich. I mean, my wife thought I was weird for a little while, and now she just rolls her eyes. So, uh, it's one of your little internet things, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's either that or you take. Pe- I do peanut butter and then sea salt. Just sprinkle a little sea salt. You gotta do it like the the meat chef. Uh, oh yeah, salt uh, bay, salt bay. Yeah, you gotta do it like that. You gotta get um, a good sprinkle. You can't just yeah. have it all clumped. Like exactly, right in the you can do that sandwich. too, and I find that to give it a little, little more punch. It brings out the flavor of the peanut butter better. You know what? Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to, I'm going to make a TikTok account, and then I'm going to film myself with a dollop of peanut butter on a spoon, mm-hmm. and then I'll squirt some sriracha on top, and then I'll eat it like a, a lollipop, and and hilarity will ensue. Or, Memes? or I mean, you could just, you could just eat it in the next show, like we did with the McRibs, and oh god, that's true. <laughs> Okay, hold on. One That's last That's probably question. easier than trying to do the whole TikTok thing. Just saying. Well, you know, I want to get a brand deal or something. Isn't I hear that's how you do it. Uh, well, my kids, my kids, I drive them nuts because I'm more popular on TikTok than they are, and it drives ooh. them nuts that their dad has more likes and views <laughs> and stuff. It's great. Yeah, but you've had more time to cultivate an internet following, so. That's true. I mean, yeah. most people just like things because I know that person. Haha! <laughs> I'll watch the video later. <laughs> That's what I do. Um, how much sriracha? Not much. Like I said, just like a little little squirt for a whole Daddy's. sandwich will do. Yeah, you just gotta like like you drizzle it. It's gonna be a drizzle. You okay. don't need like a and then spread it on the bread. Just like make your peanut butter one side. Okay. And then just take it and just drizzle it over the top. I'm gonna make a happy face. That's fine. That'll work. Or maybe a Z for Zoro. That could the get Z is probably better for disbursement purposes. Okay. But. Okay. Well, if I get sriracha in my eye. I'm calling. That'd be weird because you're squirting a sandwich. And you, <laughs> well, won't have to call, you won't have to call for doing it on the show if you're going to eat it on the show. Just, things get pretty weird in the kitchen when I'm around. So just you don't wear pants. Anyway, True. thank you, Seth, for the question. I think we answered it. I don't know. And probably more than, so. than required because that's what we do. Um, <laughs> if you folks want to send us a question, we will always ask in the Discord. Of course, that's where Seth submitted his. So mm-hmm. if you're not on the Discord, head over to psvg.blog and get that Discord link and join us. So when I ask for questions, you can give them to me. Or you can always tweet them at me at psvgkevin, and I will add them to the show for next week. Speaking of weeks, Lucas, it's been a week, so it's time for us to check out the news of the week. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite news outlet on the Citadel. I will let you go first. Oh my goodness, I'm not ready. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> um, Hey, you know hey. all the Tomb Raiders games is that they came out with? I do. Well, apparently... Crystal Dynamics has decided that they're going to try to unify the entire universe. Uh, well, maybe not the entire universe, but at least the reboot trilogy and then the original games. Now, I don't know if that means the the ones that basically after three, I think, which were <laughs> not well received. Uh, let's see. Hold on. First of all, let's get a list of Tomb Raider games in here. Hey, there's a lot. <laughs> well, because there's like uh dark not dark angel um oh gosh what is it called uh underworld the angel of darkness yeah the prophecy one two three what were they doing okay so tomb raider tomb raider 2 tomb raider 3 the last revelation 
Uh, then some Game Boy games. The Prophecy. See, that's where it starts to get iffy, I think, is right when in 2002 when uh, they started with The Prophecy, The Angel of Darkness, Tomb Raider Legend, Tomb Raider Anniversary, Tomb Raider Underworld. One of those games I know you spend most of your time swimming around for some reason. So anyways, my whole point was I think they mean the first three, I'm guessing. That would make the most sense. So you have uh, Grizzled and uh, Veteran at that point, Tomb Raider, Raider of Tombs, if you will, Mm -hmm. in the the original trilogy. And then with the reboot, you tell the backstory, right? It's basically an origin. This is where you came from. Mm -hmm. So they want to marry these things and uh, bring together the timelines and then come out with the next game. Now, they're obviously not making the game yet. They're just developing it. My question to you is, do you need to? Do we need to unify unify these stories? No, because, like you said, there's been so many entries in the series. If you're you're unifying those first three, you're, you're technically still unifying it all because you can't separate... Like, how do you say, okay, this Mario game will tie in the last couple Mario's we ga- made games we made. So, let's see, ga- uh, Galaxy 1 and 2, and then uh, Super Mario Odyssey. And we're going to tie it in with Super Mario Brothers 1, 2, and 3. But all of the other games in the middle has nothing to do with them. You can't, it, it doesn't make any sense. Like, unless it's an alternate universe in those other Lara Crofts, which I haven't played every Tomb Raider. I've certainly played a lot, but I, I don't understand it like at all unless you're remaking those games there is no point in even bringing that up right see that's what i I, like nobody's asking for this i don't think no unless unless they're making remasters then okay if you're not then this serves this makes no sense at all that's a good point that's a good point yeah give us a remaster of the first game well and it makes me think okay well are you going to do so the whole point is that you can use some of these storylines right you can use some of this experience make references and or or like go back and do flashbacks of these Mm -hmm. times or or something depending on where this next game lands in this entire uh (laughs) timeline now apparently we have to have a timeline now um it just seems weird and i'm wondering because it wasn't even the same studio back then right like are they even allowed to do this I mean, I guess they own. Well, they yeah, own the rights, but they don't. I don't know. They can't like republish the, the original games, right? Like, yeah, Core Design was the original group. Yeah, so I don't. I don't know. But you're right. Like, it, who asked for this? The, Nobody was like, you know, what my Lara Croft needs is some <laughs> continuity amongst all of them. Yeah. When you're like, okay, there are people that like the new ones, and and I'm on the record as not being a huge fan. But that first new one that came out, I really liked that, and the second yeah, one was okay. Too. The last one I really didn't like, which I know a lot of people didn't, so that's fine. But it's this is way better. So why go back unless you're remaking them? There is no point in bringing it up because those games are not even on the same level as what the new games did. So it's like, don't, just don't. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be the adventure. It's got to be something to do with the stories. Otherwise, why would you bother? It's weird. It feels like you're pigeon yourself, pigeonholing yourself into a corner of writing mm-hmm. where now you have to try and weave all of this stuff together. Just, just go with what you already have. Yeah, you rebooted and it and then it's great. Let it go. Like that's let it the narrative. Be a reboot. Yep. yep. 
Agreed. Okay, good. Then I'm not the only one thinking. And I I like the new games too. I want to go mm-hmm. on the record as saying I I really loved the first uh, reboot one. So I'm not asking for this. And I played the um, one and two yeah. uh, of the originals. So I'm not sure who this is for. If it's for you, then yeah, tell me because I'd love to know what you would think they would be doing this for. So. And then Lucas will avoid you at all costs because that's we're, we're not on board oof. for this at all. So no, I. I ain't going to talk to you now. <laughs> yeah, it's probably skinny madass for this. <laughs> Stop twittering at uh, Crystal Dynamics to tie in the the Tomb Raider universe, the T the TRU. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, I'm so confused by this Tomb Raider timeline. <laughs> oh boy. Um so I got some news here. This one's kind of funny for a couple of reasons. This is the PS Plus games for next month. Um okay. Basically, what PlayStation has been doing lately since the launch of the PS5 and since they stopped giving away the PS3 games uh, is they'll give you two PS4 games a month and a PS5 game if you have a PS5. Uh, And if you don't, uh, like myself, but you still have PS Plus, make sure you go and redeem that game because you'll have it if and when you do get a PS5. So don't miss out Mm -hmm. on those opportunities. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so the the other games you're getting uh, is uh, Concrete Genie, which is awesome. Uh, That was a PlayStation exclusive. Um, the PlayStation 5 game you're getting is Destruction All-Stars, uh, which seems pretty cool. It's almost like a, a Destruction Derby kind of game, like over the top. Um, oh, what's the name of that? Oh, Twisted Metal. It's like a Twisted Metal-ish kind of Rocket League kind of thing that goes on. Um, but the big story here is the other PS4 game. So the Destruction All-Stars is the PS5 game. Okay. This other one is the big story is you can get Control Ultimate Edition. Now, Ultimate Edition is Control with all the DLC, which is cool in itself if you haven't played Control yet. But if you recall, Control was the game that you wouldn't be able to move forward your copy of it. Right. You had to buy another whole new version, right? Yep. Well, if you're a PlayStation Plus member, you don't now because you'll get the PS5 version with Control Ultimate uh, Ultimate Edition that's being given to you as part of PS Plus. So you'll get that free upgrade. Doesn't that lower the value of your product if you agree to make it in something like this? Yep. Doesn't that, wouldn't that make everybody else on all the other platforms mad? Yep. I would think so. Shouldn't you maybe, since pretty much every platform now has a, has their own subscription service of some kind, don't you think you would offer this to everybody then? Give them that route, I guess? No, definitely not. Why does it always seem like PlayStation is the one who's doing that? Well, we we're only going to be the only ones who have Spider-Man, so uh, we're going to be the only ones that have uh, control. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know how these deals work, but you're right. It, it makes no sense because the publisher of Control was the one stopping this free upgrade. Like they were the ones when the developers right. wanted to. It was the publishers that were like, absolutely not, we're not doing this. So why the publishers agreed to allow it to be on PS Plus, I don't know. Unless PlayStation gave them a good check. It's always say, money, man. Here it is, but. It's just, I mean, it's, listen, it's a weird, shady thing for sure. I'm not disagreeing with that. But if you're a PlayStation owner and you don't already have this, this is a great get. This yeah, is a great, that's true. This is a phenomenal, like, all-star month on PS Plus. Like, this is top-notch stuff. Like, you see some months are stinkers on Xbox and PlayStation. This is not that. You're getting three great games um, and getting the added value of the Control Ultimate Edition upgrade. I just want to mention that in that uh, Destruction All-Stars game, you mm-hmm. start out of your car and then you make a mm-hmm. mad dash to, to 
gear up. That looks amazing. That's like right <laughs> up my alley for some It looks reason. fun. It looks really it fun. It does. Um, those will be available. Um, fe- uh, so Destruction All Stars will be ver- available from February second to April fifth. Uh, they give away the PS five games normally a little bit longer. Okay. Um, but otherwise, you'll be able to get the other stuff uh, in February. Starting February second, you'll be able to get Control Ultimate Edition and uh, Concrete Genie. Wow. Uh, I mean, good for Sony. I guess they probably shelled out some cash, and uh, I mean, it just makes. Uh, controls developer publisher whatever look kind of poopy mm-hmm. I, I think they already were anyway so i mean the internet was mighty mad about that to begin with and it still doesn't make any sense but yeah, yeah. especially for a game that like got to be big because of the gamers like this wasn't a game that everyone was like oh my god i can't wait like this was a sleeper hit that built up that momentum to being a great game that everybody talked about yeah but that's because of the players that's not because of you know everything else going on so it's kind of weird that they then turned on the fan base like that you know it's like witcher it's like witcher 3 like people some people were excited for witcher 3 when it came out but like that long tail of witcher 3 is what got so many other people on board for and that's kind of what happened with controls i only know a few people that were there day one but it was because of so many people hearing about it talking about it. eventually more people played it more people played it, that i was like all right i need to check this out yeah and i think that's what's happened with a lot of people and that's what got this publisher and developer all the money that they got off of this and then that's how they repay people is kind of weird but you know, yeah, that's it's the internet. We'll forget by the next time they come up with a new game, we'll be all again anyway. So <laughs> that's true. Doesn't matter. That's Control true. two, let's go. Wow. Wow. Hey, speaking of The Witcher 3, uh, it's funny that you bring that up. You ever think to yourself, man, I'd really. Uh, okay. Picture this you're sitting in the car. Mm-hmm. car. You're, you're the passenger. Passenger. You're waiting for somebody to, to fuel up the car or something, okay. or maybe they w- had to run into the store. They left the car on mm-hmm. and you're like, you know what? Instead of listening to the radio, what if I use this gigantic entertainment system here in the, the front dash of the car of this Tesla model X and I play some Witcher three on my car. <laughs> you ever want to do that? I mean, sounds great. I would want to know who I was riding in a, with a, had a Tesla. Uh, I don't know anybody that can afford one. I think it's Elon Musk. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just hanging out with Elon Musk. Yeah, yeah. He's going over to uh, Trader Joe's and going to pick up some (laughs) whatever they have at Trader Joe's. Vanilla granola? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Um, And then you're sitting in the parking lot playing Witcher 3. Okay. Uh, On a apparently 10 teraflop gaming rig now here's the funny thing so you have like this eighty thousand dollar car or mm-hmm. so and uh these models have a about a 17 inch screen in the central console what we, what what we don't know is what the heck is actually powering this thing so sure. yeah. it's never been as or at least i'm not seeing any specs of if it's nvidia amd mm-hmm. something tesla has either way uh, what it's even running as an operating system. Apparently you will be able to through their um, Tesla arcade, as they call it, be able to buy uh, things like the Witcher three. Now, now before this isn't the first time you've been able to play a game on a car uh, outside of uh, exhibits, putting PlayStation twos in your car and, mm-hmm. you know, TVs in the back of the 
pimp my ride. for some reason. Yeah, yeah. pimp my ride. You knew. Uh, you were able to play games like Cuphead, uh, you know, those 2D games that didn't really take a lot of graphical power. Um, but now you can play an entire 80-hour game in the seat of your car. <laughs> I mean, I imagine it's being powered by SpaceX, right? I mean, I have to. It's probably satellites. Some, yeah, yeah. It's I mean, beaming the information down to your car. You just have to have a at least a two hundred megabyte connection to the internet. <laughs> I mean, you know, for what people think of Elon Musk as a person, he does some amazing things. Because you you think how he's able to. And I'm, I'm not saying it's just him. He's clearly not designing all this stuff, but he surrounds himself and finds the people probably has these crazy ideas and says, make this happen to do stuff like this. Right. And yeah. SpaceX and all that kind of stuff. Yet Nintendo, which has been around for over a hundred years, can't get your joy cons not to drift <laughs> even after fixing them. Can you get your Tesla to drift though? Tokyo drift. Yeah, I think so. Probably. Send us a Tesla. We will find out if you can. Drive. I wonder if you could just make it drift by like yeah, Teslas have that probably automatic have driving thing. Can button. you make it auto drift? Yeah, probably. Probably. It's like, like Tesla. I want you to go 100 meters and then hard brake and drift. Uh, it's probably hard to drift a car that has a, a flight yoke for a steering wheel. I'm looking <laughs> at these pictures. It looks cool, but at the same time, probably not super practical. Although. I, I do think some like F1 cars and stuff have those types of steering wheels. So maybe that's true. That's maybe. true. I mean, like th- this is re- like practical. No, like I, like I get it. it. This is really cool. It can do it. But imagine like if you really did travel a lot or you were like road tripping cross country, that would be kind of awesome to have that as a passenger option, but oh, it's really yeah. dangerous because this is in like the dead center. So you know, damn well, the driver is going to look over and be like, watching you play the game. Well, and that's the question is like, can, cause it, it says you can't really you can't do it while you're driving, but what if you're, oh. it's probably a button where it's like, are you sure you're not driving? Yeah. That's are a you the it's, passenger. It's be. Yeah. Because otherwise that really serves absolutely no purpose. Cause why would you ever be <laughs> sitting in your parked car right? running and playing the Witcher? <laughs> like Cuphead's one thing you play a little level while you wait hey. for mom to get the meatloaf from the grocery store. But other than that, like you can't you can play the Witcher. It's the bat. It's the preeminent way to experience a video game. Really. I mean, imagine playing like Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> you're, 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 whoever's driving would have to be in the market for like four hours for you to get through the intro. Like, oh gosh, yeah, it'd be like the audiobook version of any video game for the drivers. Just like, I can't follow what's going on with this, and I've been listening intently. Can you please explain? I'm clearly missing something. Previously on The Witcher. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. So, you know, it's, it's more Apple than Apple is these days, really. They're, they're, uh, Tesla's really, and, and SpaceX and everything else that he owns is really pushing the limits of what humans are capable of. He, he's making the real sci-fi movie stuff. The, the stuff he is movies. Yes. That's what's being made here. Yes. When we're all like, why don't we have flying cars yet? It's only because Elon Musk hasn't done it. That's really all it is. Because Ford's not going to do it first. Toyota's not going to have it first. It's going to be a Tesla flying car first. Like we, this is a given. Like, let's be honest, folks. He's one step away from being Iron Man. Like, let's be real. (laughs) Like, he really is. If if he came out one day and said, listen, everyone, I got something really cool to show you. And just pops open a briefcase and just starts. I would not even be surprised. Like, not at all. I'd be like, yep. That's true. That's That's true. Anyway, uh, but darn you, you know, Elon Musk. 
Well, yeah. I mean, you know what he can't do? He can't save AMD chip shortages, which is what... No, that's true. ...what is going on right now. So AMD fully expects PS5, Xbox, and PC chip shortages through the first half of 2021. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that's really bad news. Um, So despite AMD's record-breaking 2020, it anticipates PS5, Xbox Series S, and X PC chip shortage lasts at least through the first half of 2021. Um, It held its annual uh, Q4 2020 earnings call, and the president and CEO uh, discussed these shortages in response to an investor asking about the magnitude of supply constraints due to the growth and uh, the COVID-19 pandemic. So not just COVID-19 causing the shortages, just the growth in sales and how much that they had done last year. Um, While AMD saw a strong revenue ramp in its business, it mentioned that overall demand exceeded our planning. So let's let's recap for everybody following Keeping Score at Home. You already can't buy a PS5 or an Xbox for a normal price. You can't get PC parts really anywhere right now without paying a ridiculous Mm -hmm. price. So on top of that, even if they wanted to, you couldn't have more PS5s and Xboxes right now. They couldn't just flood fun. the market with with stuff to to yeah. kill those darn scalpers in their stupid, greedy ways. Yep. Man, which, which stinks because that means like so, like you said, if if we can't get more inventory for PS5s, Xboxes at all uh, until the second half of 2021, that just means when it comes back, those scalpers are going to come out in full force again. Yeah, it's going like, to be because ugly. they can't buy them either. So there's going to be another mass flood to the market where people are going to be going nuts trying to get their hands on a console well which, and which it stinks it's another six months that they know that they can sit on whatever stock they have and mm-hmm. they don't have to worry like okay i better drop this by a hundred dollars because otherwise people aren't going to buy this and then Just i'm going to be next out. christmas using yep, the same situation. pretty much which is a bummer for parents or anybody else that you know maybe had like that hey honey i couldn't get you the xbox for christmas but as soon as i do i'm getting that for you as part of your christmas gift like that's now you're looking at far longer or they're spending way too much money than they should be on on buying one of these these devices and it stinks like in the back of my head i'm like i eventually want to get a ps5 i know i do but i want the digital one i'm pretty firm on that because i have a digital only xbox so there's no point to get a physical disc ps5 mm-hmm. and that was already the harder of the two to find and now it's like okay now it's gonna be even harder because they're just not out there nor can they be so yeah the great uh PC parts and console wars look like it's going to be going on for a long, long time, which makes me wonder if, in fact, Nintendo and the rumors of like the Switch Pro uh, mm-hmm. coming out on, is that going to have to rely on AMD as well, or do they have something else planned? It's a good question. I think, uh, from what I understand, obviously this is not concrete, but I think the move is that they're going to basically overclock what they have already uh, to a certain degree, so... Maybe they'll get lucky and just be able to to do that type of thing where they sort of make a sideways move as opposed to rebuilding it with different parts. I don't know, but this is not this isn't good. Well, how am I supposed to spend my stimulus money? How am I right. supposed to blow it on these types of things if they don't even exist? Right. That, that was my full plan. I was like, okay, next stimulus check, if it's going to be 1400 or 600 whatever else it's going to be, I was looking at it like, okay, I can get that PlayStation if it's around, or I can buy parts to continue trying to upgrade piece by piece my PC. Um, things like that. I was like, just not going to be able to. So it's like, okay. And then if, tech thing. Right. And if the Switch Pro is a reality this year and you still can't get a PS5 or an Xbox, well, then guess what? You're not going to be able to find one of these Switch Pros either because gamers are going to be like, well, this is the only new thing this year. So I can't get a PS5. I guess I might as well get this new Nintendo and play Breath of the Wild 2 or whatever, you know, whatever's coming yeah. down. We don't really know yet. But yeah, it makes me wonder like, is 2021 going to be a really bad year for gaming overall? Be just simply because like you can't get them. 
Like, why why are developers going to rush to finish games if they're if they're exclusive to the new generation? What's the point in rushing it if you don't have the ability to sell it? Yeah. Like you're limiting, you're limiting your own sales by saying, okay, we only have really like the launch consoles and nothing else. I keep in mind, that's still millions. We know that. But when you have a, a company that's releasing a game that might sell 10 million copies, uh, you know, and there's only 2 million, 2 million consoles out there. Like what's the incentive for them to push that thing out right now? Right. Because you figure, you know, by the time people get those consoles, we might be looking at next year, game prices drop, man, within a couple months in some cases. So like. Yeah, you can't imagine really like have... Rockstar dropping the next Grand Theft Auto, and then by the time people get the consoles, the game's been out for a year. Like it just it doesn't make sense. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw more delays on the next gen versions of games, yeah. and then just releases on the current gens. I mean, the best the best thing I can say is just assume you're not going to get one of these, and mm-hmm. then just keep trucking as if not, it never happened. Because that's pretty much what I'm doing at this point. It's just. Yep. Whatever, if my computer can run it, sure. But other than that, then ain't for me right now. I suppose that's true. That's true. I mean, the backlog is so big. I have tons of stuff to play, so I'm not. I'm not saying, oh my god, I got no games to play. I'm fine with that. But yeah. I'm just wondering, like, this, this, we all joke about that. Hey, I'm going to take this year and catch up on my backlog. That might be more of a reality than we think if this continues on, because there's just no incentive to push these games out. Like you think Ubisoft, they released what three games the holiday season. Well, four games if you count Just Dance, but I mean that, that's on everything anyways. Like, but they really limited their sales, and like we're already seeing Watch Dogs going for thirty bucks, uh, Assassin's Creed yeah. thirty bucks a few times. Phoenix has been thirty and forty, so it's like, are they going to rush to push out Far Cry? I they got that month or two, and then it's right. it's like that. That's your sales. That's your your major sales window. And if yep. uh, if you have that that ceiling. Like you said, then yeah, I I don't know why they would. So yeah, maybe. it doesn't matter if three million people get the console next holiday, if they're buying the game at twenty dollars because it's on sale. Like yeah, it's great you still sold the game, but you're not making anywhere near the money you were. Yeah, at that point. So delays, delays. I'm telling you, more delays. Just, yep. So it's not. It'll be delays, and they'll call it for whatever reasons. But I think it might just be more inventory related more than COVID at this point. I'm sure COVID's still a factor, but I think we may see delays on games simply because. They're not going to sell units. Nintendo, right Nintendo needs to come out with like six games to release in this next in this first period of, or two first two quarters, the half, I guess. Yeah, and, and I, just, I mean, keep in mind we're we're a month into the year and they haven't said anything about this year's plans. Like we know games like uh, we know the Super Mario game is coming out, but that's uh, a, a re-release of a Wii U thing with some extra stuff for sure. But that's another port, um, mm-hmm. and then we have you know. I don't even know, like Bravely Default 2, which is, Bravely Default games are great, but that's not a mass selling game. That's not a that's not a triple A title. So I don't know. We don't really even know what Nintendo's road plan is. So, but they're they're the only ones with Did the console. Ever, though? No, but at least normally we know <laughs> sometimes like, hey, something's coming out. But like everything that's been announced has been like announced, but not like Metroid. We know they're working on Metroid. But that's years out. We you know Bayonetta three. It's been two years. We haven't heard a word like it's things yeah. like that. Like we know stuff is coming. Breath of the Wild 2. We know it's coming, but we don't even know if it's coming this year. Um, so it's like it's just those kind of things. Like we don't know what what's in their pipeline uh, for very much farther. But hey, yeah. Nintendo, what's in your pipeline? Yo, Tell Mario, us. what's in the pipes, man? I feel like since I've gotten a switch, it's been like, yeah, normally they have more of these uh, Nintendo treehouses and directs yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And, and ever since I've had one, it's just like. I don't know. It just drops in a week or something, and everyone's like, "Whoa, okay, cool." Yeah, Seems they release very... they release a, a five minute video 
on Super Mario World instead of uh, Super Mario 3 World instead of doing a direct. So it's like, yeah, you get these little things. Yeah. But hey, I don't know. They're selling gazillions of consoles. So yeah, they don't have anything to worry much. about. Yeah. Anyway, what do you say we wrap this thing up, Lucas? Let's do it. All right. Where can people find you on the interweb, sir? Oh, I am on the Twitters at heavy metal underscore riff. I do flex to pose with my buddy Jason and we talk about whatever. And uh, I'm over on the discords, just chatting it up with folks. And I basically just pop my head in and make a comment and then get out of there before anyone gets mad. Maybe expert GIF usage. That's about it. Troll level. Troll level. Yeah, troll level probably. I like Um, to think so. So if you want to jump in on the Discord, head on over to psvj.blog to find links to all the stuff we do, all the other shows, Patreon, and the Discord link. Come and join us there. Uh, follow the show on Twitter at PSVG, or you can follow me directly, PSVG Kevin. But uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you for hopefully telling a friend. But most importantly, we ask, as always, that you never stop jacking up the stock market. Jacking up the stock market. This has been a PSVG production. Any music, sound effects, or the like is owned by their respective copyright holders. No infringement is intended. The views expressed in this production are those of the individual contributor and may not necessarily reflect PSVG. This production may not be repurposed, reused, or redistributed without the express written consent of PSVG. PSVG is powered by patrons at patreon.com PSVG. Become a patron to get special perks, including access to exclusive content. <laughs>